where does America typically stand in the history of shot put, like in the Olympics? Are we typically the yeah. best? No. No. Oh, you're like, no. I, no, we no. Got- <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, as always, coming back from more Patrick Scott Armstrong. Okay. Oh man, this is, okay, I, I literally always say this, right? We have another great episode. We have another great episode. Okay, I I literally mean it this time. I, not that I don't mean it before. This is like, this was such an empowering episode, okay? Inspirational this was so great. Um, we're speaking to Michelle Carter. Okay, who is Michelle Carter? You might have heard the name. If you're into sports and Olympics, you've heard it. So we've got the Olympics coming up, right? They were postponed because of COVID. They're coming up here in the summer. And uh, we have Michelle Carter. She is a gold medalist. Okay, she won a gold medal in the Rio uh, Summer Olympics in 2016 uh, for shot put. She was the first woman to do so. First U.S. woman to do so ever, okay? Since shot put was added for ladies in 1948, Michelle Carter, boom, gold medal, bam. How badass is that? Yes, um, she was just so inspirational to talk to. Um, and she's won many awards, national award, this award. Yeah, it's just too many to name, okay? You know, Wikipedia her. You'll find out everything you need to know. Her her long list of awards, just so many. And look, she's got trials coming up here in June, and look, she's going to make she's going to make the team. Technically, people haven't made the team yet. That's what she said. But she's going to make the team, and she'll be in the Olympics. Okay, so we're hoping she wins another gold medal. Boom! And she won like a bronze. A bronze. She she sort of worked her way up, right? It was like her third Olympics. This will be her fourth, and and that that in and of itself is a feat. You know, just to make it to the Olympics is a big deal. To make it, the, you know, possibly your fourth time coming up. Come on, she's, she's the one to beat, which is a lot of pressure. Uh, but she tells the story of how she won the gold medal and all that and the, you know, the throws. And this is just such a phenomenal, you know, uh, podcast, really. She's awesome. Um, and her dad is Michael Carter. Um, I actually didn't, you know, didn't know it at the time, but I grew up watching her father, Michael Carter, uh, was used to play for the San Francisco 49ers in the late 80s to early 90s. Uh, I think he played for like nine years. And uh, he also is an Olympian and silver medalist in shot put. Same thing as Michelle. Um, and she talks about that. Did she get into it because of her dad and blah, blah, blah. And I won't spoil it, but it's not what you think. So he, so he actually won a silver medal in shot put and he won several Super Bowls, right? So, uh, but he's actually the only NFL player in history, okay, to win an Olympic medal and a Super Bowl in the same year. That's pretty mind-blowing. So she comes from, you know, good genetics, right? Good athletic genetics and, um, and her own talent. And, you know, what an amazing family, to be honest. Can you imagine sitting around the, the you know, Thanksgiving dinner table? Like, what, what did you do this summer? Oh, you didn't win a medal? Okay. 
next. It's like you better be you better be winning medals at that table. Better be doing something special. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm sure they don't feel that way. By no means, they're like, listen, Johnny, you're you're doing just fine, buddy. Um, so anyway, yes, Michelle Carter, she was awesome. Olympics are coming up. We got a chance to talk to her. She's in you know mad training, getting ready, but we were able to get a little bit of time with her, and we're hoping to get a few more. Uh, Olympians, but look, they're just, this is like crunch time for them. So it's a little hard, but we're going to try to get more, uh, Texas, uh, you know, Olympians that are going, I would assume because of the trials and whatnot, maybe that's why people don't want to come on yet. They're, they're working on that. They want to make sure they get to it and whatever. So anyway, we'll work on that. Um, okay. So again, awesome episode, Michelle Carter. Uh, before we get to that, a word from our sponsor, Texas real food. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there. Reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that and stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. Okay, don't forget texasrealfood.com. Listen, it really is a cool site, guys, okay? They sponsor the show, whatever, but, you know, work with them. We all work together. It's like they're an amazing, it's an amazing site with amazing people doing amazing things on there. That, that is the truth. I'm in awe of all, of all the different things they have on there and all the different, you know, people that work on it. So there's a lot of great resources, really. I mean that. that is, that's coming from El Corazón. Okay, so Michelle Carter. Let's get to it, right? But before we do, you know what I'm you know what I'm gonna bring up? Social media. Okay, please check us out, Lone Star Plate TX on Instagram. And if you're watching us on YouTube, the Lone Star and if you're not, search us, Lone Star Plate Podcast, you'll find us. Just or put in the Lone Star Plate. That comes up too. Uh anyway, please subscribe, hit that notification bell. We release new content every week, YouTube exclusives. Uh we release new content pretty much every day, to be honest with you. So hit that notification bell and you'll be notified. All right, then, let's get to the show. Okay, um, I, you know, don't know where that accent came from, but I'm working on different accents. So if you wanna hear me do more, which you probably don't, I'll stop. Okay, let's get to it. Michelle Carter, gold medalist. She's coming up 2021 Summer Olympics. Let's wish her the best, right? Michelle Carter, enjoy. On the Lone Star Play podcast, we like to support other podcasts we like. So here's a quick word from a podcast called The Spark Parade. Art and entertainment inspire each of us in different ways. But have you ever wondered what inspires the people who create our cultural touchstones? On the Spark Parade podcast, your host Adam Muntz geeks out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. Everything from Shakespeare to South Park. You'll hear from artists like Conor O'Burst on Northern Exposure, Roisin Murphy on Terrence Conran's The House Book, 
and Adrian Young on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The Spark Parade, where artists reveal their cultural inspirations to spark the inspiration in you. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back to the show. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Yes, no, thank you. It's, it's been a busy, crazy day today, so. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, you're preparing for the Olympics, hello. That's like, uh, you know, one yeah. of the things you could do, I'm sure. I, you know, I run a podcast. I'm busy. Trust me. No, I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Running a podcast is a job. <laughs> uh, it's a job, but trust me, it's nowhere near uh, what you have to do. For sure. uh, yeah, Michelle, I'm so excited to talk to you. This is like super cool. Our 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 yeah. um, our fans are going to be so stoked. Um, we're going to try to have as many Texas Olympians on before uh, the Olympics this summer. Awesome. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, so, Michelle, let's start with, um, yeah, the Olympics are, are this summer because they got pushed back, right, from, from last yes. summer. So they'll be this summer in Japan, correct? Yes, they will. Yeah, in, in Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo. Uh, have you ever been to Japan before? I have. I have. Okay. Okay. You like Japan? I do. I yeah. do like it there. It's on my bucket and list. It's nice and warm. It's nice and warm, especially coming from Texas. Oh, Really? Okay. It's humid too in the summertime. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would have never known. That's cool. Um, awesome. Okay, so look, you um, you are already you've already won a gold medal, right? Yes. So the land, the Rio, you won the gold medal for shot put. And let's explain okay. a little bit to people what shot put is in case they don't know. I mean, sounds pretty obvious, yes. but just in case. Yeah, in case you don't know, um, yeah. the shot put is a heavy metal ball. Um, the ball that I throw is 8.8 .8 pounds, four kilos, and you have to try to throw it as far as you can. <laughs> that's it. That's right, pretty that's much it. it. That, that's that, it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fairly simple. <laughs> that's amazing. And your father, didn't your father uh, do shot put as well? Is that how you got into he it? He did. He did. My dad, um, he won a silver medal in the 1984 Olympic Games, and he holds the national high school record at 81 feet, three inches. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't even throw like a disc golf that far. Like right? I, can't even, <laughs> I can't even imagine throwing a, you know, ball like that. God, that's so crazy. Um, I, I remember doing track in middle school. I was horrible. They just yeah. like, oh, they just threw me off to whatever, like pole vaulting. And it wasn't even <laughs> nobody pole vaulting. Like, <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Uh, that's yeah. Um, Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so your dad did it, got sort of got you interested in, I'm assuming, right? Is that is that actually what, uh... no, that is not what happened at all. I didn't even know my dad participated in track and field until after I started. Oh wow. Yeah. Because so how that worked was my dad won his medal in 1984, but that same year he was drafted into the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers. So Back in those days, track and field was considered an amateur event or sport because the Olympic movement was considered amateur. And so once he signed his football contract, he could no longer participate in track and field. And so, Ooh, yeah, okay. so cause now he was a professional athlete. Yeah. And after that, my dad played with the 49ers for nine years. 
Yeah. And I grew up with him playing football. I didn't know anything about what he did in Jackie Field. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's I mean, I grew up watching your dad. The uh the 49ers are my favorite team. Uh yeah. back in the you know, Jerry Rice, Montana, yeah, <laughs> Roger Craig, and your father yeah. as well. I mean, yeah, those were I came, I have your father's football card somewhere. I don't know where, but I'm sure I do. No, that's amazing. Wow, I would have never guessed uh, your dad wins a silver medal, and you're like, oh, dad, you won a silver medal? I didn't even know that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it was like <laughs> walking around these track meets. I'm used to people talking to my dad, because, you know, as Texans, like, football's religion around here. A hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm at the track meets. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, they're talking about something else other than football. Like, daddy, you got something you want to tell me? Because I'm missing something here. They, what, what they talking about? <laughs> what a what a what a story to hold on to tell your daughter like 15, 20 years later, right? right. Like, oh, the yeah. silver medal I won. He back was like, in the yeah, day. By, by the way, by the he, way. <laughs> but his whole thing was he didn't want us to feel pressure to do what he did because that's what he did. He sure. wanted us to find our own path in life. So whatever we decided to choose, he was okay with that. Uh, so when I actually came to him with the whole track and field thing, because the coaches asked me to join the team, like he questioned me up and down, like, who said this? Why did they ask you? <laughs> so who asked you? So when they asked you, what exactly did they say? So he wanted to make sure, like, okay, are they trying to make you do it because they know what I did? Or do you just really want to try this? And I really wanted to try it. That's awesome. That's actually good of your father. I mean, in some way, right? Like, to yeah. make sure, right? Like, that's cool. No, I, I can, t I totally see his angle, you know, for yeah. sure. And, and your side of it too. That's what you want to do. And you're obviously like the best at it, literally. The best <laughs> at it. How crazy is that? Like, you're like the best at something in the world. That's nuts. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even imagine. Um, yeah, that's such a crazy uh, feeling because, you know, you've been in other Olympics and you sort of just progressed every time. Yeah. How did it, how did it feel? I mean, I know you've gotten this question a million times, right? How did it feel to win that gold medal? But let me ask it a little bit different way. So okay. how, how did it how did it feel to win the gold medal after, you know, already going a couple times, all the history behind? I'm sure there's yeah. a different feeling, right? Than it had you won it your first time. It it definitely is because it's like you have a goal and you go after this goal. You don't get it a couple times. You get kind of close and you just don't quite get it. So at some point for me in my head, I'm like, you know what? That's still the goal, but I'm not trying to make that my main focus. I'm just going to go out there and do my best. And wherever that lands me, that's what I'm going to take. Because I realized I can throw my all-time best at the Olympics and still not win, right? Because it's the Olympics. You just never know what's going to happen. So kind of lifting that expectation off of me kind of just gave me room to actually just go out there and be me. And I think that's what made everything feel so light. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't say, I'm coming here to do this. I just said, you know what, Michelle, we come out here and we're going to do what I know to do. I'm going to go out here and do my best. And so when I actually won, I was just sitting like, really? Like, this is how this plays out? Because you know how you can see yourself doing it and you imagine the whole journey? But sometimes we get caught up in how the journey's supposed to go. And it's like a fantasy for us. And then when things go wrong, we give up on the goal because it didn't go right. I just gave up all those expectations and forgot and forgot about how, um, excuse me, I forgot about how I wanted to get there. And I just had to accept my path on how I was going to get there. Because I got hurt that year. 
and it was it was just crazy and i'm just sitting back like this is how this plays out well i'll be doggone like you know like you just don't <laughs> think it's gonna happen that way i couldn't write it i couldn't write that it had to happen the way it was going to happen yeah yeah absolutely wow that's powerful really that's powerful wow and you know do you remember when you were actually competing right and that do you mm -hmm. remember there being i don't know a moment where you just felt like yeah this is you know this is it this is where i'm gonna get it because it's i'm reading like here on the wikipedia and it's saying like in yeah. the last of your six throws you yeah. edged out two-time defending champion uh valerie adams of new zealand so yes. like do you i mean obviously the you know from a, a fan perspective uh someone who's commentating right you we really don't know what y'all are thinking and the tension that's happened we guess and it's speculate and they talk about yeah. it and, and it's talked about afterwards but like you know we have you here in the moment like what what were you or were you having that same thought i don't you know what just throw your best michelle don't even worry about this other stuff yeah so like pretty much the whole competition i was in second place until my last throw and wow. so i kept thinking to myself like okay we're in second place and how the order goes in the first three throws, you go in any order they put you in. And then for the last three throws, they reorder you. So whoever's in first gets the last throw in the last three throws. Got it. Got so it. that's okay. how they kind of build up this anticipation. And yeah. so the whole competition, <laughs> I am in second place the whole time. And so I get to my last throw and I'm like, well, I know for sure I'm walking away with the medal because there's only one other person that's going after me. Yeah. So I know I'm guaranteed at least second. But then I said to myself, like, I don't want second. My daddy got second. Like, I, <laughs> I want to go for first. Like, I, have, I still have a chance. Because to me, like, the competition's not over until it's over. And you right. have to keep fighting all the way until the end. And so I said to myself, like, Michelle, this is it. We got to go. I said a quick prayer. I was like, Lord, here's your moment to come out and help your girl. Like, this is it. <laughs> and wow. I went into the ring and I threw and... When I threw, it felt good. Like the same, the thing that I had been working on the whole competition, I can tell it finally happened for me. And I'm like, yes, like that felt so good. And so I had to wait to see like what my distance was going to be because I knew it was a good throw, but is it good enough to win? But then if, it, if I win now, she still can come back and beat me. So I had to play it real cool like I meant to do that. And, um, <laughs> and so when my name popped up with a number one, I was sitting there like, what? But then I had to play it cool. And then when she came back and threw her last throw and we sat around and wait for her distance to pop up because it was close to where I threw and her name had a number two next to it. And all I could think about was like, really? Like, this is how this plays out. Like this whole time I'm thinking all these other things, but this is how this plays out. But at any point in time, I could have settled. I could have settled for a second. Yeah. Wow. And it makes me think, like, how many times have we actually settled for less without fighting all the way through? And I know I've probably done it, like, not even knowing I did it on purpose, but I settled. But I didn't want to settle in that moment. That's powerful. Wow. Absolutely. There was that one moment, right? You just, that one yeah. moment, you just made that decision. Wow, that's, that is insane. <laughs> I can't even imagine the pressure. Do, do, do you have this sort of, like, you know, when you're out there on the field, do you get some sort of like, you know, zoned in sort of fit or do you really encompass the crowd? Like, does it all, I don't know. I mean, I, different athletes talk about different things, you know? 
Yeah, I think like um, when you first come into the stadium, you can't ignore that you just walked into an Olympic stadium. Sure, right? yeah. like you have <laughs> to you have to take that moment in. It's like yeah. I am at the Olympic stadium, but then I'm like, okay, Michelle, is this another track meet? Yeah, it's just another meet. These women yeah. I have competed against before. I know exactly what to do. My the ring is the same size of the ring that I practice in. Um, the shot put's gonna weigh the same that I always practice with. Like I know what to do. So that's how I kind of get to tune everything else around me because, like knowing that it is the Olympic Games, it's a lot of pressure because you want to perform for this one meet. But this same meet I've thrown against thrown against these same women a hundred times. So yeah. it's really the same meet. The same meet just has a different title. Yeah. Oh wow. That's that's so interesting. Oh, that's so. And you think, and that's probably a lot, uh, a lot like that in a lot of the sports of the Olympics. You think, right? Yes, I would say. I for me, I would say yes. Um, but people don't think about it that way. Yeah, for sure. They don't I think did. about I mean, it that way. I yeah, didn't. For sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like the year before the Olympics and the year after the Olympics, we have world championships. Yeah. And normally you're going to see the same people that's in the top eight at world championships are going to be the same top eight people that's going to be in the finals and Olympics, give or take a couple of people. Yeah. So it's like, and then at these high level meets, I'm seeing the same to about 10, let's say 10 women over and over again. And so when I put it in that perspective, like the only thing that changed was the title. Yeah. Everything else is the same. And that kind of helps me kind of just stay even and not get too hyped over this one track meet just because the, the name is different. And I know the whole world is watching, but I still have to do my job if it's a world championship year or an Olympic year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of course. You know, it's probably that attitude that got you the gold medal, right? That sort of, it's a crazy thing, but right. When you sort of let everything go and just focus on the simple task at hand, that's when yeah. you do the, that's when you do the best. Um, and it yeah. takes experience. It just takes time and experience to get there. Yeah. Experience. That was my third time going. If I didn't yeah. learn by then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's let's look. Me. <laughs> and now, and now you're going back to Japan with a, to, a, a mind, you know, in a position you've never been, which is defending, right? The yeah, top of the mountain. Yeah. Now you're at the top of the mountain. So what, let's talk about that. But what's the pressure like with now? Everyone's looking at you like we got to beat Michelle. This girl's killing it. You know, yeah. we got to take her out. That's a tough place to be. I Are you like going there's with no that? Pressure. Yeah. Okay. I, there's no pressure because that happened now five years ago. That's a, I mean, to everybody else, yes, I am the reigning Olympic champion, but that happened five years ago. You're only as good as your last meet. Yeah. So I'm not even taking that with me into the Olympics. This is a brand new meet, a brand new wow. year. We're starting over from scratch. So I have no expectations and I'm going to go out there and perform the best way that I can. That's all. So you're not going in there like, yeah, gold medal, gold no. medal. From that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Cause I That's know funny. better. Listen, I yeah. know better. The minute you go into these type of situations, like, oh yeah, I got it. I know I yeah. do. You're done. Like, you, yeah. You just lost yeah. because now you come in like, as if it's a, it's a given, it's not a given. These medals are earned. It's who's the best on this day. Yeah. And you haven't showed your best yet. So uh, I know that the person at the bottom could come up and win. And the person you was never expecting because they showed up at the right moment. So I don't count anybody out at the Olympics. It's, it's fair game. We're all on the even playing field. It's, it's who shows up today. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What, what are you looking forward to the most uh, coming up? 
at the Olympics? What, what's exciting oh, you the oh, most? Man. I just enjoyed the Olympics. And well, you know, now that I take it back, when you made me think about it, I'm like, it's COVID Olympics. So this is going to be totally different. Yeah, it's COVID Olympics. That's true. That this is, is going to be totally different. So I'm not sure what I'm going to look forward to because a lot of things that we would normally have at the Olympics, we're not going to have this year. Like, like a lot what? of time, yeah. a lot of sponsors come out um, and you have like different uh, Olympic sponsor houses you can go and hang out in. Um, they're not letting spectators into the Olympic Games that are coming outside of Tokyo. So therefore, oh. like my my friends and family will not be able to attend this Olympic Games. So therefore, like it's it's going to be totally different when the audience is going to be everybody from Tokyo, yeah. <laughs> right? So wow. that's going to be different. And yeah. then sometimes we don't know how their crowd may even show up for the Olympics because each country is different. Sure. Um, but I don't know. So I'm just, I just, think I probably just look forward to just being around my teammates again um people that we normally get to spend quite a bit of time um throughout the year together and right now we are all saying it's so separate that uh, you don't get to see everybody the same way but this probably be the moment where you get to probably spend the most time with track people yeah um so just having that team feeling and seeing people I haven't seen in a long time is probably what I, I'll look forward to the most Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, it's, it's totally stinks that, you know, it has to be that way with COVID, but at least they're doing it and not pushing it yeah. back again. Right. Uh, I was a little concerned of that, to be honest. I thought maybe that might happen that they would I, honestly, right. Yeah. I mean, did, did you ever think they would push back the Olympics last year, even to begin with? Cause has that when ever they happened canceled before? The NBA, um, no, we boycotted. And I think one time there was a war, um, okay. but I um when they canceled the NBA, I knew we were next. Yeah. Like I knew we were next. So that's you can contain the NBA. Yeah. The Olympic Games, you have in like, I don't even know how many sports are in the Olympic Games. And then um count all the countries that are involved. And yeah. for me, um, you know, anything can still change because there's so many moving pieces when you're bringing people from all over the world to one location. And the idea is to keep everyone safe. So um, I just train and take everything one day at a time because it could change again if they if they think that they can't have the Olympic Games and keep everyone safe. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. So that is a concern. You you feel like is that even something when you're training, you're thinking about like, hey, this could be postponed. You don't even worry about that. Just train. Don't even worry about it because it's like yeah. I know I'm still going to compete next year after the Olympic. So if not, this is still going to go towards next year's training. Sure, sure. Has COVID affected your training? It has. It definitely has. I haven't been able to really go to a gym, even though gyms are open. I just haven't um, been wanting to risk it. Um, my my mother in law is recovering from cancer, and my mom helps take care of my great grandmother, who's on gene too they can afford to get sick. Sure. So therefore I, I want to be mindful about where I go. If I can help minimize my exposure, um, that's what I try to do. And so I lift at home. I don't have everything that I want, but I'm making it work. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I, you know, I'm sure there's so many people in that same position, right? That are yeah, doing that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Where, where are you training out of? Am I allowed to ask that? I don't even know. Is that secretive Olympic stuff? I don't know. Oh, this is not secretive. I'm here in Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. I'm local. Right yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. I'm in, I'm in Dallas too. Uh, oh, okay. oh, that's, that's awesome. 
Did you, where did you grow up in uh, Texas? Red Oak. Red Oak. Red Oak, Texas is yeah. right south of DeSoto. Yeah, I know it. I know. Yeah. I know Red Oak for sure. I grew up in the Grapevine, Colleyville area. Okay. Texas. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Right yeah. on. That's awesome. Well, um, so, okay. So you got the Olympics coming up. What else? Is there anything else that's, you know, or when you're focused on the Olympic, that's it. You can't really focus on anything else. Is that how that works? Uh, yes, normally. But uh, since COVID came in and changed a lot of things for me, um, I have actually been doing a lot of speaking online. So that's actually been great. I, I really awesome. enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> hey that's the best thing that's out of this stuff right yeah it absolutely. is it is yeah so what, what kind it, of speaking like um what kind of stuff do you mean uh i do motivational speaking i kind of give my experience of how um i was able to start like in my first olympic games i was 15th and how i worked my way up to first place and really just encouraging people to really go out there and put their best foot forward because it's worth it like if you're gonna bet on anybody, bet on yourself. Give yourself a chance because you never know what you're capable of. And so I wholeheartedly believe in that. So I definitely want to try to encourage as many people as possible. Um, and I, I I'm able to do that through um, public speaking. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great story and definitely motivate people for sure. Are you like training any other Olympians or do you mentor? Does it work like that? Like with other athletes, um, you know? It, it kind of does. Everybody always call me Mama Michelle. Like I'm. Always <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, yeah. So you know, I definitely um, when I'm actually, I think one of the um, reporters said on um, on one of the competitions that I was 13 years older than the next oldest person in my field. So wow. I do get a chance to mentor because if they ask me, I'm I'm gonna tell them. Because yeah. I always tell them, like, someone has to replace me. I can't do this forever. So if I can help <laughs> you, I'm going to help you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's right. I like how you look at it that way. Uh, that's funny. So any anybody promising you want to shout out that you're excited about? Actually, uh, Women's Team USA Women's Throws are actually doing really great. We have uh, maybe four or five girls who really have a great chance of making the Olympic team. Um, and this is an event where U.S. was pretty weekend. But now we have a lot of girls who's able to compete with the world. And it's great to see them. So I, I'm not going to go through the list individually because I don't want to sure. forget anyone. Yeah. But um, <laughs> just shout out to the women throws, specifically shot put, because, you know, we, 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 we are here together. But um, I'm excited to see what this year is going to bring for us. That's awesome. It is typically, where does America typically stand in the history of shot put, like in the Olympics? Are we typically the yeah. best? No. No. Uh, so you're like, no. I, no, we no. Got <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. I, I was, I, um, I, I'm actually the first American um, to win the Olympic Games, but I'm the second to get an Olympic medal. Our first Olympic medal in this event was in 1960 by Erling Brown, and she was a bronze medalist in the wow. women's shot put. So Holy. we we have a ways to go in this event, but um, when I was in 2016 Olympic Games, there were two of us in the finals. So that's, that's more than we ever had. So yeah. each year we're getting better and better. Um, and these young girls are really stepping their game up and it, it, it's great to see. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's great. What other, um, what other events in, are you looking forward to seeing, uh, 
in the Olympics or do you get more? Well, I'm not saying it's just because it's my event, but the men's version, but men's shot put, our men's shot putters have been killing the game. Um, We have two men's shot putters that actually they, uh, at world championship last year, they um, beat each other by half an inch, which is crazy. (laughs) But then they're both are close to breaking the world record. So I am looking forward to seeing a world record go down, especially at the Olympic Games. I think it's like going to be the perfect moment for it. So the men's shop is going to do some big things this year, and I'm excited to see it. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that's incredible. Um, You know, what, what an incredible thing that could happen to the world because of COVID the olympics right the olympics always brings the world together and boy do we need it more than ever now like this could be the most important olympics you know and a long long time in a lot of ways do y'all ever feel that pressure is that something y'all think about um not quite (laughs) i haven't thought about it that way but um but you're right. It like this is going to be a different Olympic Games for everybody because we all suffered during this time. Like no one was exempt from this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. We all felt the effects of it. And so how we've handled it is different from person to person. But I think there's going to be a lot of great stories and um and and like just some good joy to see people competing and doing their best and even like if they win or not it's still going to be good to see and hear their stories because um in life you win and lose right like you win and lose but how you handle the losses is really where you win and I, I feel like you really learn that in sports like those who have a horrible attitude when they lose is just horrible but those who actually can see their losses and find the lesson in that that's where the gold is. That's where you really learn the most. And you can really see that in sports. So I know that I think this year we really are going to really see some great stories that can really encourage not just other athletes, but the whole world. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Wow. I'm so looking forward uh, to this Olympics. Like, uh, yes. gosh, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, when, when do you take off for Japan? Like how early... You well, know, I, I'm happen. not sure yet because technically I haven't made the team yet. We have our Olympic trials in June, so that's what I'm. I'm we're waiting, waiting on, and we're sure. gonna go from there. Yeah, top three makes the team, and we'll go from there. Oh, you got. I mean, come on. It's like, of course, <laughs> you, got, you know, of course. Is that is that a? Uh, that, that's got to be tough competing against right like other americans to like go represent america does that feel weird or not at all no mm -mm. because america wants to take the best and in order to take the best you got to get the best together and pick the best of the best and so you know that's true that's true (laughs) i mean there's no like animosity or no 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 uh, you know it's like before the competition, everyone's kind of standoffish. We don't really talk to each other. But then afterwards, you have to give credit where credit is due. 100%. You know, like you was better than me today. And that's okay. Like I still celebrate you because if I don't make the team, we still have a good representative. Yeah. And so um, we actually kind of have that kind of atmosphere in our event where we do truly support each other. And you can be a little disappointed, but knowing that, okay, this person's going, I can still get ready and hopefully make it next time. And that's what we try to do and encourage each other with. That's awesome. Wow. 
Oh gosh. Uh, you know, you're so amazing, Michelle. I got to say that, uh, I'm oh, super excited you. To, uh, to, you know, to root for you, uh, this, this summer, that's going to be super exciting. Um, yeah. Is there anything I didn't bring up that you wanted to mention, uh, before we go? Um, I know we're, we're running out of time, so I don't want to take up, uh, anymore, but if yeah. there's something you didn't bring up that you wanted to quickly say, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to know more about me, definitely go and check out my website at shotdiva.com, S-H-O-T-D-I-V-A, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. That's awesome. No, that's amazing. Again, Michelle, I re really appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, today to talk to us and, and our listeners. Uh, this is going to be very exciting. Uh, we're all going to be rooting for you. Like I said, um, super exciting. Stay on top. You got this. You're like at the peak. You're probably like the most comfortable right you know you're like at the peak yeah you know just right there just crushing everybody that's awesome I, I love I love I love 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 hearing that that's so amazing yeah, well, well thank you so much thank you for having me absolutely this was such a blast um I we, this was our first uh Olympic uh conversation on the podcast you know having an Olympian on this is and a gold medalist at that it's yeah. amazing <laughs> uh, it's just so incredible yeah just you know yeah. My best to you again. My best to you and your family. And uh, thank you again so much for taking the time, Michelle. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>